Welcome to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. As you've seen in the news, more than 300,000 people marched through the streets of New York City on Sunday in what organizers called the largest climate change demonstration in history. Participants in the People's Climate March demanded that bold ideas be presented at the United Nations Summit on Climate Change, which begins today. In the meantime, Americans are deeply divided, not only in how to address climate change, but whether it's a problem at all. A recent poll, 68% of Democrats called climate change a major threat to the U.S., and only 25% of Republicans felt the same way. Well, we have the opportunity to talk with uh, some Cache Valley residents on the program today who marched on Sunday in New York. They'll set the scene for us. We'll hear some audio from the march, and we're going to ask you what you think should be done. Bold action was demanded from the marchers, uh, and of course an opportunity at the UN. What about U.S. legislation, personal lifestyle changes, what can and should be done? We uh, welcome in uh, Jim Goodwin, sustainability activist, who uh, marched uh, in the uh, in that big march uh, on Sunday. Welcome to the program, Jim. Thank you very much, Tom. Great to be here. Jack Green, who is a volunteer with USU Sustainability Center and uh, environmental educator, joins us. Thanks. Thank you, Tom. Rebecca McFall is a violinist with Fry Street Quartet and assistant professor of professional practice at Utah State University. Thanks for coming in. Glad to be here. And Rob Davies is physicist with the Utah Climate Center. Thanks. Thank you, Tom. So let's hear a bit of audio. I, I took this from YouTube, uh, and this is appears to be from the from the label on the video uh, from uh, 350.org, which is the main organizing organization, I think, for this march That's or one right. of one of them. One of them. Um, and it, it appears they uh, they secured a camera at a at an intersection and just let the parade come by. And I just selected this uh, about eight minutes in, so uh, here's about a minute of that. Okay, so you should say hurry up in a few seconds. Okay. Uh, a paper mache mulch. <laughs> So there's just about a minute of uh, of the march. Um, uh, so let me just go around around the uh, the panel here uh, to begin. We'll get into uh, the, you know the pros and cons and the science as we go along. But I just want to get a sense of why you went and uh, what was sort of the the biggest takeaway. Start with Jim. I, I thought I would just read. Uh quick paragraph from the New York Times that I thought described it because we after all we were in the Big Apple where everything's big and uh, this certainly was big but they said coursing through midtown Manhattan from Columbus Circle to Times Square on the far west side the People's Climate March was a spectacle was a spectacle even for a city known for doing things big and it was joined in solidarity by demonstrators on Sunday across the globe from Paris to Papua New Guinea. And I, I think I can say for all of us that uh, we knew it was going to be good and it was better than good. And I think we've all seen a number of uh, uh, interesting demonstrations and marches, but this was stupendous. Hmm. Jack Green, uh, we talked with you and Jim on Friday, was it? You guys are Thursday yeah. or Friday. You, you guys were heading out uh, to the march, and uh, you told me that you hoped that this would move the needle just a little bit. Do you do you, do you think this march accomplished that? 
Well, it's a little bit premature to state one way or the other, but uh, I think given the, the number of people there um, and how, how well it went, it really it was a fabulously organized, and, and even the cops. We talked to a number of NYPD folks along the way, and they said that, it, yeah, for, given the number of people there, which was uh, way beyond what they expected, uh, that they felt that it was very well organized and went very well. And that's that's what I felt uh, that given the numbers and given the the huge diversity of who is there from around the world, Jim mentioned, uh, as well as age, uh, je- definitely intergenerational. We saw infants there up to those who were beyond our elder years uh, and everyone in between and a lot of students from campuses all across the land. So I, I think that that made a statement uh, that that will move the needle towards mm-hmm. where we are uh, hoping it goes. Mm-hmm. Rebecca McFall, you're you know busy, busy life as a professor, teacher of music, and the Forestier Quartet. Why did you take time out to go? I I kept reading about it and just felt like I I needed to be there. I needed to be there for a number of reasons. I needed uh, to be part of something that was life affirming on this issue. As a citizen, that's that's really frustrated with with um, with th- where the conversation is on this issue. I needed to feel like I wasn't a, you know, uh, an island, and and it was indeed that. And and I think um, I think it's safe to say that that it's probably going to move the needle for at least everyone who was there as mm-hmm. an incredible shot in the arm of reinvigoration. It was this incredible gasp of hope from three hundred thousand plus mm-hmm. people. Large march, largest in history of of, of its kind. Uh, uh, they're telling us, Rob Davies. Um, let me ask you what you know. Why did you go, and uh, what did you hope to get out of it? Did you get out of what you what you hoped? Uh, well, absolutely, I did. And uh, I, the reason I went, uh, certainly, I've been uh, educating uh, the public and working in climate science for the last seven years now. Uh, and we're we're running out of time. We need to, as Jack said, move the needle. Uh, I would even say we need to uh, we need to bury the needle on 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 the other side and. And uh, it's not happening uh, politically. It's not happening with policy, and we're not uh, we're not even getting an acknowledgement, uh, as you noted with your poll, Tom, uh, across the country, that this is a real problem from as many people as we need to. Uh, the march, I think, certainly, as Rebecca said, was was an, an, a huge shot in the arm for the people who attended. The organizers now have released revised estimates of uh, uh, just under four hundred thousand people. And it's it's impossible to describe. To, it, to, to me, it was just a massive throng of people lined up along Central Park before we even started. 30 blocks just filled, 30 large city blocks just filled before it took off. Uh, we started towards the back and didn't even hit the starting line until three hours into the march. Wow. Um, <laughs> I, I have to think that... Uh, Anyone, particularly political leaders uh, paying attention to that, have to say, you know, this is not going away. Mm. This is getting bigger, and it's time to address this uh, in, a, in a reasonable, um, meaningful way. President Obama made uh, – yes, Jim, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get to you. Uh, by the way, uh, people are raising their hands in the studio. If yes, people are wondering why <laughs> I'm, I'm calling people. Uh, and, and feel free to jump in. Uh, by the way, I should not neglect this. We're opening the phone lines. We'd love to hear what you think. Do you agree with the, with the march? Do you wish you could have gone if you didn't go? Uh, did you go down to Salt Lake and participate in the march? By the way, there are marches worldwide, I believe. Right. Um, so this is this is big, and, and I think people 
sort of expressing the frustration that Rebecca was was articulating yes. that that uh, this is not moving at least politically as fast as as many would would like it to. Uh, so uh, President Obama he made reference to what you just said, Robert. He as he's going to the UN, he he said uh, you need to put some pressure on your politicians because politicians won't move unless they know the people are are with them. Right. Uh, Jim, yeah, I was going to say is also uh, in, con- in conjunction with moving the needle. One thing that's happening today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day is exactly what's going on here. Everybody that went to that march has gone back to wherever it is they've come from, and they're talking to their friends, neighbors, newspapers, radio stations, TV stations. So it's it's an octopus that's spreading out a good deal more than the 300,000-plus in New York. Not to mention the social media yes. that's going on around it. There were uh, yeah. iPhones everywhere. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of videos uh, out there and yes. a lot of a lot of audio, a lot of pictures. Uh, the number, by the way, we'd love to have you uh, participate in the program. What do you think? What do you think can be done? What do you think should be done? Uh, where should it be done? UN, U.S. Uh, legislation, personal lifestyle changes, all of the above. Uh, the number is 1-800-826-1495, 1-800-826-1495. We'd love to have your take on this. Uh, a big seminal event, at least uh, people who are concerned about climate change are hoping this is a seminal event. Uh, perhaps you're on the other side, and, and you'd like to push back a little bit. 1-800-826-1495, or you can join us at upraxis at gmail.com, upraxis at gmail.com. We've got a couple of emails here from Steve in Beaverdam, Arizona. Uh, thanks, Steve. Uh, and Steve, uh, when I talked with you gentlemen, Jim and, and Jack, uh, briefly, he sent me, I think, three articles from the New York Times. We'll, we'll reference those, uh, kind of varying views on, on climate change. And he's uh, sent me another one uh, just this morning. But he, this is his comment. As your panelists are making very clear, the march in New York was a massive and major event, the largest in history. Any thoughts from Tom or his guests about why the commercial broadcast media have almost entirely ignored it? For example, there was not even a single one-line reference to it in any of the Sunday news shows the very time something so momentous was going on in New York. Thanks, Steve. That's uh, that's a good point. And I think, you know, Fox, for example, seems to be studiously ignoring this. But, not just but, Fox. They all ignored it. But the major, the major networks are at least downplaying it. Absolutely. Or, you know, at least, I guess, from your point of view. I'll let you speak to that. Well, I think I think that that should um, that should raise alarm, too. You know, if uh, if um, if they're serious about reporting news, I don't know how this couldn't be considered news, and and why three hundred thousand plus people wouldn't have a seat at the table to to be discussed. Um, I think should raise suspicion, hmm. and it certainly does mine. <laughs> You're right. Uh, this is probably going to be a good time to bring up this point, which which, which I've had in mind in producing this show, uh, which which is this, and I'm sure this frustrates people on, on your side. This fifty fifty thing in journalism. Uh, for for example, if 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 I were to adhere to that as a journalist, um, at least two of you should be anti climate change people, right? And yet I've got uh, you know four advocates for action on on climate change uh, here. And I uh, wonder what your thoughts are on that. Well, Tom, I would, I would say this is Rob Davies again. Um, uh, I, I definitely lay a large part of the responsibility for that uh, very low number of adher- uh, people who understand the climate change is real and a, and a very large risk at the feet of the media. Um, 
and uh, they've certainly not been been a, been an ally in this. The traditional media, uh, the non-traditional media, on the other hand, uh, I think is is leaving everybody behind uh, on this, and so that's good. But um, when you've got such, uh, essentially, you don't get any closer to unanimity in science uh, than we have on the fact that we're warming, humans are the cause, and the risks are very, very high. And we don't have a lot of time to meaningfully respond. Um, That message is not in the mainstream media as well as it should be, although it's improving. Um, But you can't look at this march and not understand that the people are leaving the media behind on this as well. Why is it not in the mainstream media, do you think? Uh, well, I think if we could draw a dollar sign in the air, that uh, that might have something to do with it. Um, I, I think there, there are many reasons why this isn't moving ahead as quickly as it should, but certainly the biggest companies in the world are energy companies. They have the perfect business model. Um, they don't want to change anything. Their net worth is all in the ground gas, oil, coal, they're going to get it out. Um, so, I mean, it's a, it's a valid thing to have to uh, deal with. And I think there's always complacency on any issue in the, uh, in the greater populace. And then there are a fair amount of people, certainly here in the wonderful Intermountain West, who are going to say, uh, don't tell me what to do. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have more on uh, on this topic. We're talking about climate change and almost 400,000 people. Uh, Rob Davis telling me that the revised figures marched in New York City on Sunday. We have four of the people who marched, Cache Valley residents uh, with us, and they're telling us uh, what they felt, why they went, and we're, we're talking about climate change on the program uh, today, why this partisan divide and, uh, and what can be done um, on the political level, policy level, and uh, perhaps individual life. You, you may want to call us and tell us what you are doing personally. When we come back, I want to talk about uh, what I think is a disconnect in a lot of people's lives between, uh, yeah, I hear climate change. It's a, it's a, it's a drumbeat. People like, like you are, are activists and telling us this, but, but I'm not seeing any effects in my personal life, and so somebody else can deal with this. And I think that's uh, an attitude a lot of people, a lot of people have sort of in the middle on this, let alone people who, who deny that there's a problem. The number is 1-800-826-1495, 1-800-826-1495, back after the break. <laughs> 